0: Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie, And together we are
1: FranPath Consulting. Hey, Britt. Hey, Sam. How are you today? I am doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm doing really well, thanks. Great. It's been a busy week this week, and I feel like... We've been talking about social media a lot more. I've been batch recording reels and doing things (laughs) like that. (laughs) And I feel like you and I picked up on the same social media story over the weekend and connected on it.
0: We did. We did. You know, you and I are big fans of Sarah Blakely from Spanx, and we started following her husband on social media, and he is a motivational speaker, an author, an entrepreneur, but he also, Jesse uh, is his name, he just trained and participated in and completed an Ultraman. So I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that existed. So it was really cool to kind of follow along his journey this weekend. I was on the edge of my seat
1: watching and he's doing this swim and then it becomes dangerous and he didn't even know until the swim was over. And then he's biking and he's talking about how he could barely stand upright after I think 170 some miles of biking and 12 hours to complete everything. And then a 52 mile run on the last day and you see it hour by hour on the social media story. But I thought just the coolest thing, you know, was to listen to his perspective afterwards and how mentally strong he had to be. And I read his book, Life with a Seal. So I know where some of that came from, but
0: man, that was, it was so inspiring. It really was. I mean, he talked about the fact that like, it's only one day, like it's only one day to have to go through this pain, endure this pain and the struggle for one day for this lifetime of being able to say that he earned the title of being an Ultraman. He made posts about, you know, there's clubs that you can be in, some that you can just join like a golf club, but others that you have to earn. And I loved that he talked about you put the work in and what you can achieve and what you can really earn.
1: Yes. And I love that he said, I'm not going to put this hat on unless I have really earned it. So he got the hat at the beginning and, and really was so focused on earning it. And I think that's just such a rare quality in people that they really want to work for something and they really want to earn something and it was it was very admirable and it was definitely you know i think we connected on it quite a bit talking about it over the weekend but it was riveting to watch better than any reality tv show i've watched in a long time
0: Yes, we talked to our clients about the fact that, you know, in the beginning, you have to put a little bit more work into launching a franchise, but think about that long-term like, okay, you've got to give up a couple of hours on your weekend in the beginning, but what is that going to do for you from a long-term perspective for your goals, for yourself, for your family?
1: And that's the thing, it's keeping that big picture in mind and really focusing On the end game. Now, we talked about wearing hats. We have a gentleman on the podcast today who wears a lot of hats. Father, development person for the largest franchise sales organization in North America, director of franchise development on Hello Garage, Jake Hamburger. Welcome.
2: Thank you, Britt. Thank you, Sam. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys today.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. Now, For people listening that don't know you, you have had a very atypical path into franchising. Tell us how you went from being a college basketball recruiter to helping people make life-changing business decisions.
2: Yeah, it has been a very atypical path. And, you know, before I was in franchising, I really didn't know a whole lot about franchising other than Subway and Burger King and those types of things. But I started actually out of college in education. I was uh, an English teacher. I taught American literature, coached high school basketball. And then I got an opportunity to jump into the college game. And I uh, took a job as an assistant coach at the place where I played, Hastings College. I was there for one year and then I got an opportunity at the University of Oregon and I spent two years with the Ducks. And, you know, in, in light of March Madness, we had a, a run to the Sweet 16. We did beat the Wisconsin Badgers in the first round that year. So sorry, Sam. But I am cheering for them this year, along with the Jays. Those are two, my two teams this year. So
1: <laughs> You just had to throw it in, didn't you? <laughs> I, I did. I did.
2: And then from Oregon, I went to a, a Division II school in, Pit, in Pittsburgh, Kansas. And then I had, just like with covid just like for everybody, you know, uncertainty and conversation started. And and one of my mentors connected me with Ryan Zink, who that then started the conversation of what this might look like for me to jump into development. And we had conversations and they were great conversations. And then I met with some other individuals on the leadership team at Franchise Fastlane. And you know, I guess the rest is history, and I've loved my last 18 months in franchising, and I've learned a lot and met a lot of great people, and it is such a great industry, both as a developer, as a franchise owner, and I, I absolutely love what I'm doing with Franchise Fastlane
0: that's so great what a cool story i mean it also kind of aligns well with what we were talking about with jesse i mean watching his videos he's talking about the coaches that he had to get through the process and you've been a coach both working with athletes and then now you're also kind of a coach of getting people through the process and helping them figure out is entrepreneurship right for them so working at franchise Fastlane. Uh, what brand are you currently working with? I mean, they, like Sam said, are the largest franchise sales organization in North America right now. They've got countless brands. Tell us a little bit about the brand you're working with.
2: Yeah. So I am on Hello Garage and I started with Hello Garage back when we partnered with them about 18 months ago. And uh, this is a brand that I really have seen kind of from infancy. You know, they had five franchise locations when we started. We currently have 40 franchise locations across the 125 territories, and and we do the top to bottom garage renovation.
1: So there's other garage companies that are out there. What really sets Hello Garage apart from all of those other companies?
2: Yeah, great question. The product is definitely something that does set Hello Garage apart. We offer 100% polyaspartic floor coating, which is gonna be different from the epoxies and the polyureas, which are generally um, used in the garage space. We also have a powder-coated steel custom cabinet solution, proprietary, made, manufactured in the U.S. at a multi-billion dollar steel company called Logier. That was a family relationship. They're based right outside of Omaha. And Hello Garage is also based in Omaha as well. So we have kind of leveraged the buying power and the relationships of the two parent companies to really strengthen our supply chain so franchisees aren't having to worry about that. And we also do other organizational products like slat wall and, you know, a tracking system. And, you know, we're getting ready to release a, a few new garage items, including a heater, a garage screen door. We're going to be rolling out a very unique wall-mounted shop vac that looks kind of like a central vac, uh, but it's it th- about a 30 to 40 foot hose. It has been flying off the shelves in the markets that we're testing. And so we're getting really close on that, which the product's a differentiator there are a lot of other differentiators outside of the product and and i do i want to mention the support team because because when you're looking at a franchise that's why you're looking at a franchise is for the people that are behind you you want to make sure that you have someone behind you and something goes wrong because we we all know that something's going to go wrong and you need to have a direct line to the the franchisor the two parent companies behind this brand one of them particularly is centered and focused on supporting contractors. So they spent the last 15 years building people's businesses for free. And then these businesses buy their products from Supportworks. And so that model has been transferred right over into Hello Garage. They actually come on site for franchisees. They're gonna do the first week of installations right there in your backyard. They're going to send the business coach out there for in-person training on marketing and sales. And they really go above and beyond from a support standpoint. I think that's really important. And it's a huge differentiator for Hello Garage, not only in the garage space, but also across other service brands. The other thing that we do put a, a high priority on is the customer experience. While it might not jump out at people right away, if you've ever worked with a contractor, it was probably very underwhelming. They probably showed up late. They probably were there for way too long. Hopefully, you got a hold of them within a week or two. And maybe they, you know, gave you a quote on the back of a napkin that was in their truck. We take a completely different approach to the homeowner contractor relationship. And so, you know, one thing that we do is we want to make sure we're answering the phone when they call. We have a national appointment center. We want to make sure that we're showing up on time. We want to make sure that we're providing them with on-site quotes. We want them to know exactly what it's going to cost when they are at that sales appointment. So those are some of the the things that I really think does set Hello Garage apart from, from other garage concepts as well as from other home service brands.
0: That's great. There's some big differentiators there from the products and from a consumer standpoint, and then also for the franchisees and the franchisors. Before we dig into more on that, because I know we'll have a ton of questions about differentiators, let's help our listeners understand a little bit. If they haven't heard previous episodes with us talking with other franchise sales organizations, tell us a little bit more about that. What is your role in all of this with Hello Garage?
2: yeah so my role is going to be on the development side i focus on on walking the candidates through the process from the introduction call all the way to confirmation day I don't do this by myself. You know, I do this with the help of our support team, which is phenomenal. And you guys know that it takes a village to have a great franchise development business. And so our support team is gonna help, our vice presidents are gonna help specifically on mine. You know, Jen Kane, she does an amazing job with helping candidates through the end of the process. We focus on the development. So that way the franchise or Hello Garage in my case, focuses solely on the support. They don't worry about the development. They just focus on supporting, launching, and helping franchisees be successful.
1: And that is a huge differentiator too from other brands. You know, Brittany and I were part of Franchise Fastlane. And so I think we took for granted all of the systems that were there. And now as consultants, we're coming out. And sometimes You know, companies don't have well-oiled machines on the development side, and that makes a big difference in the way the candidate actually views the franchisor, even if it is a third-party company. So I just want to give props to what you guys do there. You are doing a fantastic job. So we talked about your college recruiting career, kind of, you know, you're a college basketball player. Now you're really essentially recruiting franchisees and helping the brand choose the right team for them. What parallels do you see between those two positions?
2: Yeah, there are a ton of parallels and I didn't realize it when I first got in. But, you know, number one, first and foremost, this is a relationship based business. I mean, it is about building relationships, figuring out what people want, why they want it, and then trying to align them with a brand and a franchise or that makes sense for them. I really do believe that not all brands are for all people. I mean, you want to find a fit, you want to find something that, you know, jives with your lifestyle and it has the roles that you're looking for as a business owner. And so what I'm doing, just like when I was recruiting athletes, is I am trying to recruit those individuals who align with Hello Garage. They are looking for a very specific candidate and they want to make sure that these candidates are going to follow the process in order to be successful. And so. Just like, just like recruiting, it is all about the relationships that you build. It's all about you know, the questions that you ask. It's all about you know, building the relationship to make sure that it is a good fit for both the franchisor as well as for that candidate and hopefully eventually franchisee.
0: So let's talk a little bit more about that, having that match. Who is the ideal candidate or the ideal franchisee for Hello Garage? Because I totally agree with you. I mean, we see that it's important to have a pretty deep deck of brands in our portfolio because it's not a one size fits all. So tell us a little bit more about who is the right franchisee fit for Hello Garage.
2: Yeah, so we we do owner operator or semi absentee ownership. Um, we have about 65% of our owners are owner operator, about 35% of our owners are semi absentee. It's not a passive investment. You guys mentioned that right at the beginning of this podcast that you are going to have to put work into it, whether you're semi absentee or owner operator, the work just looks a little bit different. You know, you're gonna get out of it what you put into it. Um, and so we encourage both of those models, but we also are very clear that even, even if you are semi-absentee, especially early on, it's gonna take some work to get the right people in place to help grow your business and make it successful. You know, We're looking for people with good business acumen. That is important. We want to empower our franchisees to be business owners. And so that is something that we put a, a lot of value on. You know, we want someone who wants to be a part of a strong culture and partnership. That's the way Hello Garage phrases it. It's a partnership. And so they want to make sure that people want to be a part of that. This really does start to come to light during the discovery process, this partnership, this empowerment of being a business owner. We're looking for someone who wants to create something that's visually appealing. This is a before and after product. It's something that you get to walk around as a business owner and you people know you because holy cow, you made these garages look amazing. That's a little bit different as well from other service concepts is your team gets to go in and change the garage in one day. They can see the finished product. They can see the reaction of the homeowner. That's really energizing for your team. And then the other thing is, is, you know, we want people who are excited about building a team because even though you do just need a small team, two to three employees, when you start, we do want people who are looking to build that team of two trucks and three trucks and four trucks. We want people who have the desire to scale.
0: So you mentioned owner-operator and semi-absentee. Tell me, what is the role looking like for the franchisee? What's the difference there? What's their day in the life?
2: So for the day in the life of an owner-operator, they're either going to be running those sales appointments and managing those two installers, as well as doing kind of the other jobs of, of the business owner. And then if you're semi-absentee, you're really managing your team of three. So you would you would hire a general manager who would start with running those sales appointments as well, and they would then manage the two installers and you would be managing all three of those individuals Uh, from an hours per week standpoint. I mean, that's a really hard question of how because I get it a lot you're the business owner. So you get to decide, do you want to work 40 hours a week? Do you want to work 50 hours a week? If you're an owner operator, do you want to work 80 hours a week? If you're semi-absentee, you know, early on, it's going to be a little bit more, but as you put the right people in place, it's going to be very much that a semi-absentee business.
1: Thank you so much for clarifying that because even those terms, depending on the business that our clients are looking at, there is a big delta between what's expected in certain businesses so we always like to get that from the perspective of the brand and you've touched on a lot of buzzwords that we hear a lot which is partnership you've got strong business acumen but when you're looking at the brand hello garage what is the biggest what are let's go the top 3 things that you feel like candidates that are choosing hello garage Why are they choosing it over other home service brands that they're looking at?
2: I think, number one, the support. I think that as candidates dive into the process and really get to know what Hello Garage provides from a support standpoint, I think that is a huge reason why they are choosing Hello Garage is because they feel very comfortable and confident in the support that Hello Garage provides all of their franchisees. They have the the slogan, whatever it takes. And they do whatever it takes to help franchisees be successful and that that is something that i think people really value the other thing i would say is they do like the idea of providing a service that they can see day in and day out it it goes back to that before and after you know for most people the garage is the dirtiest most unappealing place in in the house and and they like the idea of being able to go in there day in and day out and change that space so they get really excited about that uh, that pleasantly ap- appealing uh, visual finished product. You know, So that is important. And I would say the, the third one I would say would be all of the products. And you know, you do see people who have an appreciation for the garage space who really gravitate to this brand. I'd say that's another reason why they're choosing it. They don't have to be the guy who likes to work under the hood of his car. But people who have an appreciation for the space, whether that be, hey, we just organized ours because it was so dirty, we couldn't get our cars in or someone who wants to create a home gym or someone who home office. They just have an appreciation for the usual 400 to 800 square feet of wasted space. They understand the need to transform that space to create more livable space.
0: Those are some great differentiators. I mean, the reason that our clients like it are everything you've said. I mean, I love that you talked about the call center earlier. That's a huge differentiator. The conversion rates that franchisees are experiencing and sharing and validation are so strong. I mean, small team, low overhead, high average ticket price. I mean, the list goes on and on and on about things that we're hearing as feedback from our clients. So thanks for giving us a couple of additional... Kind of highlights there tell me i know that in your career in your life you must have received some good advice so tell me what is the best piece of advice that you've ever
2: received this is a this is a really hard question for me because i feel like i'm i am the type of person that i i view myself as someone who's always trying to observe and learn so i feel like i'm always getting advice some really good advice some really bad advice and i'm i'm trying i always try to make sure i separate the two I would probably say um, the best advice that I have received, and it it's probably cliche, but for me, it just kind of rings true, bet on yourself. Don't be afraid to bet on yourself. That could be as small as going through a hard workout and you don't know if you can get through it and you get through it. Or you don't know if you can wake up at 6 a.m. but you wake up at 6 a.m. because you bet on yourself to do it and you did it. And then it can go as far as to business ownership. This is a really scary process when you get to the end but if you don't bet on yourself, you never have any idea if you can do it. I didn't know if I could do franchise development because I knew nothing about it. And I have have come in and I've learned and I'm constantly trying to improve. and. And hopefully get better to be one of the best developers in the industry and i have a long way to go but i am someone who's just constantly trying to learn and observe and 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 pick the brains of the people that i'm around who are really good at it what's one thing i did with both of you when i was with you at fast is always trying to learn from you guys because you were two of the best and so i would say that's probably the best advice i've ever received is just don't be afraid to bet on yourself even when it's scary and you don't know if you can do it i i promise you you can do it if you put your mind to it Bet on
1: yourself. I'd bet on you, Jake, <laughs> as well. I I appreciate you giving us props for that. And I just remember when you were starting out in franchising, you would call, you would ask to sit in. I mean, really one of the hungriest people I have ever had the pleasure of working with. And obviously that has paid off in spades for you. So what is your personal compelling reason for being in franchising?
2: yeah if i'm being completely honest when i got into franchi- franchising i had no compelling reason for why i got into franchising i thought it was a great opportunity and so i said let's do it but now that i really learned the industry and i i've kind of began to understand the life-changing event that buying a business can be my reason for being in franchise development and for being in franchising in general is just to help people change their lives through business ownership. To think about the positive life-changing event that happens when someone bets on themselves and hops into a business and what it can do for them and their family. That really is why I enjoy doing this, is is to help, help change people's lives, to help them get to a point that they never thought they could get to. And then it's really cool to hear hear about those success stories of people that you worked with who have who have jumped into business ownership and and they're crushing it in whatever market that they're in. So that really is my why for for why I love doing what I'm doing.
1: That is absolutely compelling, and I mean, just so many things you shared with us today about the brand, about your trajectory here. I'm just so appreciative of your time and, and joining Brittany and I today on our podcast.
2: Well, yeah. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, Jake. We loved having you. It's always great to spend some time with you.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, guys. It's been fun.
0: Thank you. So if you'd like
1: to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the Franpath Consulting podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at franpath, Facebook and LinkedIn at franpath consulting or go to our website franpathconsulting.com to take your free business assessment.